1: The big show 975 and 1280 the zone. Broadcast. I almost stepped
2: all over you there. I'm sorry,
1: just because I was so used to should we have talked about that Well no, no. I mean like... it's your show. I'm just it just like <laughs> I say you're up and I'm just, it's it's just on it. It's just habit. It's just natural. Yeah. I know how it goes. What's up, Scotty G? Scotty sitting in with me uh, today for an hour. Thanks for doing that, by the way. Hey, I am happy to help, man. So how much how pure entertainment is this? Just to to pull back the curtain. Uh lock. Runs the uh, what do we call it uh, the jazz of, broadcasting assistants yeah. slash interns. It's so a it's a really good great program. It actually. It is There's, a lot of a lot of great people have come through it. Yeah, it and it's cool that that they do it, but they also have to you know work under lock. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know it's it's kind of funny lock. What's what's the best word for the the ship that that lock runs? On. Um, intense, <laughs> In, intense, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best word for it. Um, volatile, maybe a little, maybe a little volatility in there. Demanding, demanding certainly. for sure. Um, frantic, a little frantic. Yeah, yeah. David, David uh, utilizes their efforts. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does.
2: Um, and and there's been a lot of great people that have come out of it that have done great things. Um, I think Jake Hatch, Hatch, is a graduate of the. Our guy Ben Anderson, Ben Anderson is yeah. one. Um, Amanda Smith, Amanda Tyson Ewing, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a host of. Wasn't
1: people. our guy uh, Bert Facer? <laughs> yeah, Bert was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, and it's no disrespect to him. It's just he's just a funny dude, man. Anytime you think uh
1: Bert, you just have a good little chuckle. <laughs> we were talking to his dad. That's how that nickname came about, I think, because. Because we it, had, middle yeah. name, what is that? No, I just made that up. Oh, okay. It was it was to avoid staff confusion, because we had, oh yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. yeah. he had Austin's yeah yeah so we had to make a we had to make up a name for Bert, and it fit I thought. Your uh, I wish it really
2: was his middle. Uh, name. Your ability to assign nicknames is. It's pretty classic. I don't know that
1: he liked it all that much. No, no, he hated it. I yeah. don't think Jake likes to be called Claire very often. <laughs> no, I usually actually keep I think that he's one. okay with that one. Is he? I keep that one off off the air usually. You just call gets... him Doctor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's, but that's but here's you here's, call
2: him Doctor Jones.
1: Here's Dr. my Jones. Uh, <laughs> here's my advice to anybody out there when it comes to nicknames. All right, never never say, oh, I hate that, when somebody comes up with yeah. an idea, because then it's not going away. And that's what our guy Bert did. We're like, we got to come up with a nickname for you. Well, how about Bert? And he goes, oh, I really hate that. And it was like, oh, Bert, gosh. it is. All right. That's it. That it, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, it. how do you say, oh, I kind of like it. would be like, okay, well, there you go, Bert. Uh, our, our guy Talon did the same thing when I started calling him Clint. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I hate that. And it's like, well, there it is. Which is pretty mean. I, you know what? I'm trying to, Scotty. I'm I'm trying to be. I should be nicer. I'm gonna try and be nicer. Um, that's why I usually. What do we give that, Lloyd? Maybe uh, to about quarter after three. Yeah, <laughs> It's not lasting. Yeah. Okay. So can't win, don't try. One of those kind of things. Yeah, like, you know, you can go that. Which direction. is fine. Yeah, I mean, just right. lean into who you are. <laughs> yeah, I like it when people are like, you, you know what? You're kind of mean. I was like, oh.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, Jake really does it in a that. way where you actually come away like, hey, he's a good dude. I like
1: I do, You know what? I do it because I love. Because yeah. it's what you do with your friends, right? Yeah, I, I don't mean, even know what you call me behind my back. Oh, no. Scotty G is your moniker. I mean, that's pretty solid. When you've got a Scotty G, you don't I used to, to <laughs> I used to use different words that started yeah. with S. Oh, I remember forgot about that. that. Yeah, 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 And then I really got Emma in trouble. You remember that story? <laughs> Yeah, didn't want those to start SL? Oh, it was at the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah. It was the other one. No, yeah, it was yeah, a different it one. It was a different one. Uh-huh, it was yep, that one. Yeah, that was it. That was that it. That was the one, yeah, yeah. You got to tell this story, because I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I used a different word instead of Scotty, all yeah. right? And it was a word that I don't want to use on the air, because it's... It's not appropriate. Yes, but but, but I never had a problem with it. It was a it was term fun. of endearment. Yeah, it was, made me laugh. It was it was just fun behind the scenes sports radio stuff. So Alemas <laughs> hosting the show, and we're checking in with Scotty at the NBA, you know, at the the arena for yep. the NBA draft. And I write the nickname on the phone screening thing, <laughs> so he can punch it up and see who's there, and and you know, and get in Alemas' ear, and say, you know Scotty's ready to go. So and then Alemma pulls up the phone screen. And goes, let's go down to the Delta Center and check in with, and then hits the nickname. (laughs) And it was like, no, no, a (laughs) lemma. And I had to dump it. He will read that. He will read it. TV guys, man. Yeah, he's got a little Ron Burgundy in him. It's a little bit there. Oh, man. That was funny. I'd so forgot yeah yeah all about that. I, I, but, but Scotty G is a pretty I mean that's as far as han- handles go. That's pretty solid. It um, served you well. That
2: nickname that Lloyd doesn't know but we've called him that many times. That that, that one's pretty
1: intense. Oh yeah, it is. yeah. And and would hurt his feelings immensely if you yeah, knew about it. I know. What? Fortunately he doesn't. Eh, so Lloyd's Lloyd's got a nickname that that Gunther gave him years ago. The the Mamba, the Portuguese oh, okay. Mamba. That's a pretty solid nickname. Um since maybe we're uh
2: maybe you know because of this whole uh, KSL thing that's about to go down. Um I think we're okay because there was one time where we did have a nickname for somebody who d- who did not know what that nickname was and I was doing the show remotely because I was doing a Utah State game and uh and uh, I was talking to Lloyd through the headset, yeah. and I brought up this guy's nickname, and he happened to, he happened to be in that room when I said <sighs> that. Ah,
1: man. That was there was a lot going on at, at that time. time. It's, it's, it's endearing. <sighs> Do you want to know what my wife's nickname for Lloyd is? What's that? Laud. You know why? Because Lloyd's name in my phone is L-L-O-D. You want to know Why? Because when Lloyd first got into the business, it's because I helped Lloyd get an internship at the Zone years ago. Because we bumped into each other at a local watering hole, and I—you guys worked together at like Sears, right? At Sears before that, and and Lloyd's like, uh, how'd you get into what you're doing? And you just happened to be looking for an internship at the same time. Worked out beautifully. The rest is history. But you know, I I didn't go to the watering hole not to have a few beers and so So, you you put his number in your phone while inebriated and so the name went in I I forgot the why, and to this day it's in my phone as Lod 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 That's okay because some of our our sales guys email me and they say Lod. Do they? Oh, yeah. At least that's somewhat of a common thing. So my wife always laughs when Lloyd calls me and it pops up on my phone as Lod and she'll go, Tell Lod hi for me. I do enjoy um, when Alema gets mad at Lloyd and goes, Lloyd. Mm hmm. That's one of my favorites. Man, good times. It's good stuff. Good stuff, Alema. (laughs) Let's, Let's head down to the arena. Let's check in now with, whoop, can't say that. Nope, got to gotta dump that. that. That's not okay. You know, that happened a few times on, on shows with a lemma. No, that's a common thing. I, I'm curious to know if the guys down on the Jazz TV crew have had some fun, at, some fun at his expense. Well, I was thinking he had a co-host one time who who asked a really awkward question at uh, Mountain West Conference oh, Basketball d- d- meeting. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> The
2: saddest thing that 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 I've ever done is is lose the old mini disc that had that yeah. on it. Oh man, I wish we still had that. Because when I left, because I left the old twelve eighty yeah. in two thousand seven to go over to the now defunct K fan right. And one morning, because I, I was doing mornings filling or uh, doing DJ and PK um, after you somehow were able to finagle your way off that shift. I did. Um, that was that was some smooth operating. Know, that was on, well done on my you. part. Yeah, as I went through and these old mini disc machines, and I don't know if people even remember what those are. And I had there was that uh, that little box that had all of our drops on it. And I went and I like and I put every drop on there, like DJ Everything. the food fight. Yeah, now we got a real fight. Incredible. Um, DJ saying some other things he shouldn't have said, uh, and then the and then that that what you're referencing there, and it was on a mini disc, and mm. and I lost it somewhere. <sighs> Just gold, and maybe, and then that, I think that little device like fried out, and that, you guys lost everything. Yep, that uh, the shortcut
1: device, the old shortcut. The, the yeah, exactly. I don't know that it it, it fried as it somebody took it. Did it? I thought somebody else took it. It it was on its last legs. Oh, okay, yeah, it was. It was a little rough. But Somehow, your Matt Harpering that survived. Update that yeah, survived. That survived. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> and Hans's drop about his adventures in uh, Boise survived. That's how old that thing is. That was like Hans's first week on the air. That that Boise drop about his uh, love life. Wow. Much like herpes itself, it just kind of kept just, following, follows just him just along. Doesn't with it? <laughs> oh man, uh, people out there are probably expecting us to talk some football. Let's get we, to it. We probably should do that, uh, Lloyd. Let's. Uh, do we have anything ready to go? We should let's talk about the Utes. Okay, uh, all right, let's do that. Let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they need inches for first down. Nice. There, that's the shot I'm talking about.
0: There it is. Got over it. the middle. It's caught. Touchdown. <laughs> Devon Mallet.
1: Oh, man, I'm glad Lloyd picked that play, actually, because well, so good. it was the signature play of the game. But uh, it was Spencer Tillman, uh, Scotty, I'm sure, were you watching Brandon oh, oh, yeah. Tillman? And Spencer Tillman could not have have lavished more love onto Todd Orlando for calling that time out. Spencer, oh, that's live Fox Todd Orlando. Oh, I mean, just brilliant. We forget that he's been around and this and this and that. And then Utah... Hits him with the flea flicker to uh, to basically end the game because USC didn't come out in the second half. No, and uh, absolutely deserved it for calling that timeout. Absolutely deserved it. Did uh, you get to know him well when he was a uh, little bit in you
2: in Logan? A little bit. I wasn't doing play by play at the time, but uh, but I know did tremendous work up there. He was very good and was very good um, and just. Uh, but at USC, it's just a different beast right there, and he can't get those guys to to get going, but. I love the fact that afterwards, everybody's asking Cam Rising, oh, well, that great play call. I was like, eh, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was me screwing up. Which is awesome. Which is great. But I'm not so sure, and I'm joking a little bit when I say this. Okay. If I'm Cam Rising and I get that play call, and it's like, eh, you know, it's fourth and one, do the dive. Come on, let's get the one yard and let's get the field goal unit out and let's go. And he's like, wait a minute. Brewer's gone. You got a you got a freshman over there who fumbled the last couple times that he was out there. Are you guys going to pull me if I change this play? No, you no. are not. Nope. So let's let it fly. That's let's have some fun. I know he said it was an accident.
1: I don't know. That's funny. One of those things where it was like, I had some interference. I don't, I don't know, know, man. Like, hey, oh, man.
2: there's a little smear on my wristband thing. <laughs> don't, don't got why, a little no. grass stain. I got some things
1: confused. But hey, we scored a touchdown. Was, was anybody really complaining? I was thinking about my biology test I've got next week and just missed it. So I, I've, <laughs> I've, you know, made something up. I love. I wish people would do that more on fourth and one. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was
2: really cool. And as you mentioned, it ended the game. Really, The USC was done at that point.
1: Well, yeah, that team. Um, now, I don't want to take away from Utah's effort, which I did think was, was inspired, right? Uh, you know, the big, th- the big question, at least in my mind, going into the game was, are you going to take all that adversity and parlay that into energy going onto the football f- field? Or are you going to be distracted, right? Which they would have every right to be going through what they're going through. And I thought the the biggest story of the game is they took that they they spent that energy in the right direction, and they played by far their best football game of the year. I mean, showed a little juice for the first time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, really went out there and and had an inspired effort. But with that in mind, that's the ultimate story of the game. but ultimate or uh, but USC Scotty G, we've seen some teams lay down before it's happened that that program might be laying down because they didn't come out in the second half at all. They
2: have so much talent on that team, and it's just a complete waste. And I don't care who the coach is. That look, that's going to be a really appealing job. They'll pay a lot of money, and it's it's still a signature uh, program inside of college athletics. But I don't. It just feels like everybody since Pete Carroll just can't seem to get it going. Lane Kiffin's doing great things at Ole Miss. Um, You know, maybe Chris Peterson. Um, Clay Helton certainly wasn't the guy. Uh, I just don't know who out there can really get it going. You know, Urban's blown any opportunity to come back there, and they didn't want the president right. didn't want him in the first place. No. So she's definitely not going to want him now. So I don't I don't know who can revitalize that program because it's a dumpster fire right now. And I'm sure next July they'll be voted first in the Pac-12 media day football polls again because it happens every year. But I don't know what to do with that program. I don't know how you fix what's going on because talent, great athletes, but just horrible execution and and no,
1: no desire to go out there and play well. And then if you read some of the backstories on how they, how uh, passive or lazy they've been in recruiting and those sorts yeah. of things, like this really entitled attitude, it's almost like USC is its own worst enemy. There's like there's a lot of voices, there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen, you know that you have yeah. to please. And then you know they hired USC guy after USC guy, even, even just former athletes that have zero. Uh, athletic administration experience whatsoever, and they finally, and honestly, the way they're going might be the way out because they hire an outsider as as athletic director who's going to come in and not be swayed by the establishment. Right? I think what they need to do is hire a good coach, find somebody who can coach football. Recruiting at USC is easy; it's anyone with half a brain should be able to win there because yeah. of the the built in advantages. So go get a Luke Fickle who knows how to coach football and can just come in and create a program that gets back to the winning and then all the other stuff, you know, you've got to manage that on the side and that's what Pete Carroll of course was so good at, but his successors as you point out couldn't do the same thing, tried to carbon copy it, didn't work. All of a sudden it's this mess of USC with unrealistic expectations and can't put out a product on the field. They need a they need a coach who can cut out all the noise and just win. And if that person exists, I I know, right?
2: Especially, and I think Kyle Whittingham struggled with this a little bit when you go from, you know, you get a bunch of try hard guys from Utah and you can win in the Mountain West Conference. But to win in the Pac 12, you got to get four star guys and guys that are going to come in and you tell them, I need you to run through the wall. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. And Kyle has figured out how to bring in high level talent still identify toughness, and be able to coach him up to the point where you can get him to run through a wall for you. And I think that was a transition for Kyle, but he's nailed it, and he's got it figured out. I don't know how you get high-level recruits that'll come to USC, but also bring that certain level of toughness that just doesn't seem to exist with these guys right now
1: the old usc was just bigger stronger faster than yes. everybody always it just
2: overwhelmed you with talent yeah
1: all the time and that shouldn't be hard that part shouldn't be hard to replicate where where i think wit deserves and where wit has carved out his niche is he sees four stars in two stars he's able to to look beneath the the first impression and go okay that guy has a three star label or whatever and is being totally under recruited if i if he comes here he's going to be a four star dude you know, that's where he's and, – and maybe it's – we've seen it in, in the past, Scotty. Maybe it's academic issues or maybe it's – you know, remember Devontae Booker had that weird transcript forgery yeah. thing. You know, you can get him into school at Utah. So where are the undervalued guys? Figure out why they're undervalued. Bring them in. And then those guys, Scotty, have chips on their shoulder. Those guys are like, well, I should be playing at USC. I'm not for whatever reason here, so I'm going to go out and prove that I belong. And it's, it's worked masterfully at Utah. With USC, you get whoever you want. So the point is, you better be getting the right ones, right?
2: Well, and, and I think you got away with that in the Pete Carroll era. But um, you know, if you look at right now, your starting quarterback at Alabama, and I know Alabama just lost to TCU, he's from L.A., He's a Southern yeah. California guy. I think Georgia's starting quarterback is in the from the Pac-12 footprint. Like this they all used to go to USC. They all used to be USC guys yeah. and you got everybody you wanted in that Pac-12 footprint. Now you got Alabama, you got Georgia, you got everybody invading California and saying, "No, USC's not really that good. You come here, we're you're going to win a national championship." And I, there's and I've read the same stories about how USC's gotten a little lazy in its recruiting and and now it's a problem and now you got to build it back up and you can swing the tide you can get it back but you got everybody else in the SEC and ACC and everybody else trying to invade your backyard and and if you don't have that same USC cachet that you've had for so many years then they're
1: gonna steal them away and it's gonna be a problem for you. It's like the it's like the taxi in just industry you know if you get comfortable somebody's going to catch up to you. Yeah. You know? It's, the you can't, USC got comfortable, and they recruited like it. And you can't do that. Not anymore. I mean, and and by the way, Utah coaches are figuring that out with the talent around here. They better go out and they better recruit them. They better, you know, don't let Jackson Dart get out of town. And I realize there's more backstory there, but you got to, you know, you got to, you can't just show up and lock it down, right? You can't, you've got to, you've got to, be in it to win it. I mean, Zach Wilson,
2: right in your backyard. Jackson Dart. I mean, at least offer.
1: Well, da- is- Dart did get the offer, right? From what I understand, he got the offer, but was told like, hey, we got this other guy we like too, and we want to keep it kind of quiet. The curse of Jack Tuttle continues. Yeah. Well, in this case, I think it was, wasn't was a cost... Oh, oh was f- it? For, for Jackson Dart, wasn't it Costelli that okay. we're going after?
2: And So now the pressure's on Costelli. Right. So and, and I get look, there's nothing worse than going hindsight twenty twenty on recruiting. Like I, I get it. You know, who knew right. how Zach will the the trajectory Zach Wilson was going to be on? And who knew the trajectory Jack Tuttle? I understand that, but you can't let studs leave your state. You're gonna lose some, and BYU now is riding high, so they're gonna get their share, fair share. But you and especially if you're USC, you can't let Alabama And uh, so Alabama and Bryce Young, and then J T Daniels at Georgia. They're they're both Southern California guys. Yep.
1: One from Los Angeles, the other one from Santa Rosa. And they picked Slovis over J T Daniels. Yeah. Remember that because Daniels got hurt. Slovis came in, and they thought Slovis was the guy. So I don't know if he was encouraged to leave or he saw the writing on the wall. But they they essentially picked Slovis. The thing with recruiting, it's like uh, it's like uh, our friend Alana Brophy. Listen. A, a thunderstorm is going to get by without you uh, being right on the money sometimes. But if you're not, I don't know what your average weather forecaster the percentage of accuracy is. But you know, if you're missing, uh, you're you can't be bat- not, You right. can't be bad two hundred on the weather. Exactly. Yeah. Recruiting. Well, Gary always used to used to. What numbers did he put out? Do you remember? Like, if, I would if,
2: say uh, if you hit on three out of five, you're doing a good job. If you hit on two out of three,
1: you're going to be looking for a new job. Yeah, you're out, and that it's that razor thin. Yeah, and you know, look at look at who's, I mean, Eric Weddle was a two star. Yep. Nobody ever heard of him coming out. He started day one when he got to Utah.
2: Alex Smith. Yep, same thing. I mean, there's there's been a history of of guys that have done great things and have been overlooked, and that's where Kyle Whittingham does his great job. Does such a great job. Now you just want him to see if he can get some of the upper echelon guys. Yep.
1: It's interesting. Certainly a huge win.
2: By the way, and I didn't mean to turn this into a Utah thing. I mean, obviously, Utah knows what they need to do, and they've been good in recruiting for the most part.
1: Yeah, I haven't hit on the, the quarterback. Haven't hit it out of the I, park like Alex no. Smith, per se. Hunley was pretty good by Hunley, the time he, he was got really his good. senior year. And
2: then, uh, boy, I tell you what, if Cam Rising slings it like the rest of the season like he did against USC, they'll be just fine at quarterback.
1: Seemed to me like he played more confidently, and it I thought they coached with a little more confidence in him. Does that make sense? A like little the game bit, plan they drew up was a little bit a little bit more aggressive.
2: It was a little bit more aggressive too. And I love the fact that it got a little bit more creative. I mean, we've been waiting for that Keithy fly sweep all season. Yep. And finally they get it and they get a touchdown off of it.
1: And they're still very much alive in the conference. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. Uh, we'll get into BYU's rough weekend coming up right around the corner. We'll also talk a little Aggies and probably mix in a little jazz as well. While we've got Scotty uh, coming up at top of the three o'clock hour, our friend Coach Chieza will be on the show, and Tanner Mangum will join us at the top of the five o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. It is the Big Show, ninety-seven and twelve eighty the Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK
1: joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider, former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in
2: the direction they're already
1: going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stand those guys. (laughs) You're just like the adversary. Beelzebub in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK. It actually Actually doesn't change the show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell you?
0: <laughs> Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Some, and, oh, what a catch for a touchdown by Samson the My goodness, just ripped it away from the defender. And They'll give it to Algier on second down. Not much. One ball's forward and lost the ball. It's recovered by Boise State at the 24-yard line. And it's Scott Matlock
1: who comes up with a fumble recovery. Their first lost fumble of the season.
0: taken by Katoa on the two, and he's past the 20, and he lost the ball! Well,
1: two consecutive fumbles by BYU. Does this one get recovered by Boise State like the last one? And they lost another one! J.L. Skinner is the man that comes up with it for Boise
0: State. This could be the game right here if they don't convert it. Paul, looking, waiting... Leaving the pocket. Now throwing incomplete.
1: BYU not defeated any, uh, not undefeated any longer. They fall to Boise State 26 17. It's the big show. Jake Scott, Scotty G, hanging out with me here through the uh, two o'clock hour. And hearing those highlights, Scotty, BYU, man. They just couldn't get out of their own way. Give Boise a lot of credit. They had a great game plan, which I did not see coming, honestly. But BYU made a lot of mistakes. Um, I totally
2: felt like BYU would win this game, and frankly, they would win it easily. I couldn't agree more. Um, Wrong. Yeah, I mean, Boise State's given up over nearly 200 yards a game on the ground. Utah State ran the ball for 220 against Boise State. They just couldn't finish when they got in the red zone. Um, And then the next week, Utah State ran for 22 yards against BYU. And so I really felt like this game would get out of hand pretty quickly. And it felt like it was going that direction, too. BYU jumps out to that early 10-0 lead. And then the turnovers happen. And I know we we kind of make fun of coaches when they get cliche and they say, oh, you know, turnovers are the biggest key. Well, that was the key in this game. That's yeah. what it all boiled down to. I mean, Boise State had two drives that started inside the 25-yard line, and boom, boom, it's 10-10, and then 17-10, and then 20-10, to and and BYU never could – and they've never had to come back this season. And so once they got a haymaker to the bottom of the chin, it just – all of a sudden it
1: felt like – they were woozing and they they, or they were woozy and they couldn't right the ship. Yeah it, it you know Scotty, I was watching that game and in um, none of us likes to be wrong. let me put it that way. and I BYU jumps out to that early lead because I'm, I'm with you I predicted BYU to win by double digits at least mm-hmm. and I thought that they would run the ball right down their throat and uh, Boise would just be a, a Swiss cheese defense and at first 10 point you know 10 nothing I'm thinking oh man. It's great being right. Feels so good. Jeez, people should listen to me more. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching. (laughs) Your prediction, I was like, oh, man, Jake's got to be feeling good. Feeling pretty pretty good about this. Yeah, hey, this is not my first day watching football. Uh, And then the rest of the game pretty much was 100% the opposite of what I predicted. I even said that if Boise's going to win this game, it means they're throwing it all over the yard and they're going to score 60 points. Nope. <laughs> Not that at all, Scotty G. I was surprised.
2: It kind of felt like how surprised we were. Not that BYU beat Utah, but they were so dominant in the trenches. Yeah, And it had that same vibe. Like, I was surprised that Boise beat BYU, but then more so surprised that Boise did it by dominating in
1: the trenches. Right. Exactly, which they didn't do against, say, Utah State, necessarily. It's not the reason they won that game, as you point out. Utah State ran all over them. And all of a sudden, they just found that overnight. Like, hey, guess what? We are good at stopping the run. With a third-string center,
2: with your two corners missing out for the game, and then your best defensive player, J.L. Skinner, who gets tossed for targeting early in the game. I mean, you add all that up, and it's like, Geez, this should not be happening. Oh, and their 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 starting running back was out, and then their their second string quarterback. I don't know if he got hurt or what the story was, but Van Buren's the guy that ends up getting their third string guy ends right. up getting big yardage in the second half.
1: Here's here's my comparison, Scotty. You're you're a trivial pursuit guy. I know. Okay. It's like what's what's your go to. Uh, category for a trivial pursuit. Uh I'm I'm the pop culture like movies. Like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so. you have your and, and you land on the pie piece yep. and you're like, "Okay, this is my chance. This is yep. my category. I'm going to I'm going to get this for sure." And then you've got you get something and you have no idea. And it feels like a blown opportunity. And the everybody BYU, kn-
2: and everybody knows that's your category yeah. and then you got the team looking at you like, "You let all of us
1: down." This was BYU set up to run over Boise. I mean, physically punch him in the face, run all over him and they, they didn't do that. No, And Boise State didn't play how they traditionally play, and uh, and they won. But BYU made a ton of mistakes, which they haven't done this year. I mean, you heard in the call right there their first uh, fumble they've given away, and then all of a sudden it's an avalanche. It happens a lot, too. And you get concerned about that when
2: you do turn the ball over, that that sometimes it gets contagious and they, they come in bunches, especially as good as BYU was protecting. The, they were, what, plus nine in turnover margin going into that game? Yeah, what hands say they were like third or fourth in the country, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and then it just crashes and burns. Uh, and the problem is now you're playing what we all felt like was going to be the best team on their schedule, remaining in Baylor.
1: Right. With the the coaching staff over there knowing exactly yeah. what they want to do, the grime dog, as PK has uh, dubbed him, or uh,
2: what what was it somebody was calling him in the uh, press conference? Grimy, grimy, like the Simpsons. Yeah, some guys like, well, what do you, you know, what's grimy going to do? I'm like, hey, man. It's coach to you. <laughs> grimy. Him grimy Feels a little
1: disrespectful. Although the grime dog is probably my favorite. Amazing. Speaking of giving nicknames, PK's had some misses in his past. Yeah. But that's that was a hit. The grime dog. The original J Slow was pretty good. Oh, that was pretty good. He's come up with some uh what's the the Sniggledorf thing is stuck. Yeah, that that's not going anywhere anytime soon. That might be on poor DJ's tombstone when it's yeah, all no. said and done. Poor guy. But he did have some misses. He had one in particular with Gordon Hayward that just wasn't going to get off the mat. What was that one? Uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. G-Time? No, that's No, that's... no. The, the G-Time was what he was pushing back against. I don't know. I can't remember. It was just to remember, it was one of those like, oh, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's the one. <laughs> we're and a miss. Try again. But the Grime Dog. You know what else the, the one I like that he came up with is the hammer for John Wilner. Yeah. Wilner <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. The hammer. And it's all because he always hammers Arizona State. Yeah. So he calls him the hammer. Oh, man. All right. I want to get you, uh, some Aggies uh, thoughts from you. Uh, week off going forward. We'll do that coming up next. All right. It's all straight ahead. Well, it's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: It's For the Aggies and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a bye week, the Aggies look to keep their Mountain West Conference Championship hopes alive as they head south to Las Vegas for a battle against the Rebels of UNLV. Hear all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Saturday at 4. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: show. Jake Scott. Scotty G sitting in. Scotty, I want to want to talk some Maggie's with you in a minute, but we had uh, our friend Adam on Twitter sent this in uh, regarding our BYU conversation, and this is what I'm not going to miss about independence. All right, Adam says, BYU needs to realize everything they threw away with that poor performance against Boise. Opportunities they'll never get again. They let everyone down plain and simple, and the rest of the season is now meaningless.
2: Yeah, I mean, all that goes away as soon as you get into a conference. You can lose a game. You're like, all right, that's fine. We can still win the conference. You know, it's not that. It's not the end of the world. Here, you go from college football playoff, New Year's six to Shreveport and in the Independence Bowl. Right. And there's no in, in the between. course of sixty minutes. <laughs> it's brutal. And and all that goes away. And that's why. I know the Big 12 might not be the same without Oklahoma and Texas, but still, it's a much better
1: situation. Way better. Yeah. Well, I thought BYU should have gone back to the Mountain West all these years. And, and maybe they were smart not to, and this Big 12 thing is a result of them being independent. I don't know. But give me a conference race. Give me mm-hmm. a good old, you know, even if your team's average to bad, you can still play the spoiler, and you establish all these relationships with these other universities where it's like, you know, I don't care who wins the league, as long as long it's not. Arizona State, or in in you know Utah State's case, Boise or whatever. You know, speaking of the Aggies, uh, what what are you looking for for the rest of the year? This uh, this bye week give you a little chance maybe to to digest it a little bit. But what do you expect out of this Aggie team going forward?
2: Well, I love the comments from Blake Anderson this morning when he said that he felt like Logan Bonner was as healthy as he's been before fall camp. And so that's a good sign. This bye week could not have come at a better time. I know Kyle, you know, when he talked about the bye week a couple weeks ago, he's like, this couldn't have written it up any better. Same for Utah State. They were beat up. Their offensive line was dealing with some significant injury issues. Logan Bonner was beat up. Uh, the five game stretch, I mean, you play um, Washington State, which I know they're not great, but it's still a Pac 12 team with some Pac 12 talent. You play North Dakota, who's a top 10 FCS team and plays a really physical style of football. And then, of course, you've got Air Force. You know about them and what right. they try to do to your knees. And then BYU and Boise State. That's a really grinding five-game stretch, including North Dakota. And then you get a bye week and you're just like, okay, take a deep breath. Now you've got teams like UNLV, New Mexico, New Mexico State, Colorado State, Wyoming, They don't have that same level of fear that you had in those first five games. And the fact they came out of that first five at three and two, if you would have told me before the season started, you're three and two in that five-game stretch. Bam. Let's go. Let's take it. After the season you had last year. So I think they uh, went into that, especially the Boise and BYU games, kind of like, all right, that was house money we're playing with right now. You end up losing those two games. But now you go to UNLV, who's 0-5 and just lost to UT San Antonio. Woof. Yeah.
1: What's that Shy Light song uh, that uh, Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier? Yes, a lot easier. I mean, starting with this week. W- why can't UNLV get their football program off uh, the mat? That's that's a great question. Now you got an NFL stadium you're playing yeah. in too. And I would think talking young people into going to Vegas would not be that hard. Now maybe some of the parents, and I get that, blah blah blah. But I mean, I think I think if yeah, Jake Scott is your primary recruiter, bringing yeah. kids to UNLV, right? Showing them the magic Fremont Street, and they they would be like, "This is where I need to spend my I don't know, formative Fre- years." I don't know,
2: Fremont Street's where you really want to show off. Yeah, that's not going to do it. It
1: it will, trust me. <laughs> 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 don't mind them, that homeless guy right there. Give them the full Fremont experience, and they'll know exactly where they they see. Maybe that's what's going on, and that's why they're football. scaring kids away because they're the like, "No part of that." <laughs> but they should
2: smear UNLV, right? They should. Uh, they I would should think smear. so. They're zero and five. Um, and then, as How's New Mexico this year? Do New I Mexico is what you expect New Mexico to be. New Mexico State is even worse. Uh, Colorado State beat San Jose State, which is a nice win, but they, they lost to a one A team, or an FCS team, sorry. Um, Wyoming uh, just got their brakes beaten in by um, Air Force. So, yeah, I, I, the Utah State will probably be favored in every game they play, maybe outside of that San Jose State game, but San Jose State looks like they're a one-year wonder last mm. year. So, see, this is why playing in a conference is great. Yeah. Right? you still got everything Everything to play play for. for. And Boise, by the way, Boise has already lost to Nevada, so they have one conference loss already. They still have to play Fresno State, and they still have to play San Diego State. Utah State doesn't have to play those two teams. Man, isn't that nice. So the schedule just lines up really well for them. Um, But, yeah, you still need to go out there and still need to find a way to get wins.
1: Are you excited for basketball season to start? Uh,
2: I love college. I love calling he, college hoops games. Like, I, look, nothing to get. Football is my favorite to watch, but calling a basketball game is a ton of fun. I really like that. Who's going to be with you this year? Uh, my guy, Coach Becker, still. Awesome. He does a great job. He does a really good job. He's fun. You know, no and one is Kevin White. But. Kevin White sets the bar really high. Uh, Lance gets a little bit loose though sometimes. Oh yeah, he, he'll have a little bit of fun. And there's one time I don't even I don't know if Lloyd has a drop where uh I accidentally uh let's say I tried to say shot clock and he didn't quite Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. And Lance yeah. picked on found he, that he pretty jumped quick. on you. Yeah, he jumped on.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, hey, sometimes Like, hey, family show. What easy, are you doing? Easy. Hey, I've been there, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah, I I've been there. I yeah. can Yeah, that
2: I can't remember if I yeah, because there's a couple ways you can go. I don't know if I screwed up on shot or clock.
1: Either um, way, it's not Either great. one,
2: I think, I is going to get you
1: into a little bit of trouble. At least you weren't trying to say your own name. I It could happen to anybody. <laughs> it could. Easily. Worst moment of my life right there. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, that was You're it. too hard on yourself. That was it. Worst moment ever. Oh, stop it. It's bad.
2: Yeah. Really I'll tell bad. you what, I'll play it for you in the break. You no, me no the and
1: you were supposed to destroy that, by the way. You're the worst. What? I think that's something we can all agree on. Him, You playing that for PK, I take it back. You playing that for PK was the worst day of my life.
2: When did I do that?
1: Oh, Lloyd. I don't remember. What are you yeah. doing? Seriously. That's a low blow right there. Or God.
2: or the times God. where he thinks I swear, so then he puts a beep on it, like I am swearing, you which do I don't. a
1: lot. I see. A lot. People think that,
2: but that's not <laughs> okay. true. I
1: did like your come down. The way you described uh, the- Fox Hollow? Was that the one, the way you described the stuff that we had to give oh, away? Oh, no,
2: that was a different one. Yeah, that was a different one. All sorts of- sh- yes. Shirts. Shirts. Yeah, right. The Fox Hollow one was the worst. The one where you, like- almost dropped an F-bomb. I was like, whoa, I did whoa, not. whoa. I did not. Well, go bleep. I was trying to say Fox Hollow. And um, okay, yeah, sure.
1: Didn't, didn't DJ have a good one when uh, he was trying to say flag? Yeah, that, that wasn't good. Yeah. Happens. See? See? It's See? always See? rough. Look, like you, do, you
2: do 20 hours of radio a week, stuff's going to happen. Yeah, Got to get over it. Some, some but Lloyd easier. is like the vault. Like, one little mistake, okay. and, then it, and then it just gets blown out of proportion. Never dies. Because, you know, I'll, I'll make a mistake, or Hans will make a mistake, and we just kind of gloss over it. We just try to pretend it didn't happen. But there's no pretending it didn't happen with Lloyd, because you're going to record it, and then you're going to roll on I'll it. I'll
1: tell you what, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. I'm going to start pretending that things don't happen. That's, that's just, great. Just let it go. If that just could, let it go. Okay. Yeah. But we've got a little time till that New Year's resolution comes. (laughs) So I'm going to enjoy it. Well, let's keep this piece of audio so we don't forget about your resolution. Oh, you'll forget about this. Yeah, right. just like every
2: resolution. Every resolution. So, and the other thing too is he just stumbled in on something that the new computer software can do where he can pull like immediately. Like he doesn't have to wait to the break and then stop the recording and then
1: cut it all up and stuff. He can do it like on the fly. And yet, yes. all Lloyd's dumb stuff he's guilty of just seems exactly. to disappear into thin air. Yeah. You want that stuff? It's like Come the, learn how to do some things. He's like the Kaiser so just gone. gone. Scotty, thank you for spending uh, an hour with me, buddy. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Tell Gordy hi for me. Coach Chiesa is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.